You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Tigers podcast. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get right into it, right off the rip here. Uh, Tigers drop this one 9-3 to to the Oakland Athletics. Um, yeah, so we got we got offense to talk about, we got pitching to talk about, and then in the third segment we'll talk about some front office changes that were made as well as roster expansion for, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will be September 1st, 2021, Wednesday. Uh, so when you're listening to this, you will already see the news, but I already know. Uh, I'm recording this right after the Tigers game, and I already know who the expanded roster people are going to be. Um, anybody who watched the post-game interview with A.J. Hinch knows. So um, we'll talk about that and the difference of this year's uh, September call-ups versus most years. So, yeah, we'll get into all that. Game recap and then fun stuff like that at the end. Thanks for tuning in. Before we uh, before we get kicked off, got to remind everybody that this is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Spotify Green Room, one of our uh, locked on rooms today. All right, let's uh, let's get right into it here. So the offense, like I said, we dropped this one nine to three. The offense has not been good uh, the last. I don't know how how. Uh, how long do you think? The last two weeks, probably. The offense has been has been pretty putrid. Uh, they actually showed it during the game, which kind of surprised me. They showed the stats during the game of um, the. What am I even trying to say right now? I'm so sorry. Um, nine to three. <laughs> my my brain's a little fried. It's late and just watched my team get throttled by six, as I would imagine most of you did as well. Um, they, they showed the offensive statistics and the offensive ranks for the American League in the middle of the game. Uh, and we were, obviously there's 15 teams in the American League, and we were 13th or worse in every single offensive stat over, I think it was two weeks. Don't quote me on it. It might only it might have only been a week, but I'm, I'm reasonably sure it was like the last, maybe it was the last 10 games. Maybe that's what it was. It was something like that, a, a decent sample size, not just, you know, like the last series or whatever, like a decent sample size. And the pitching has been phenomenal, and the offense hasn't. And uh, that is something that uh, we've talked about plenty on, uh, on, on here over the last week or so, and the inability to kind of go deep into counts and how much that's hurt us. So, uh Two people, one person, not two people. Two people had had great offensive performances tonight, uh, and then the rest of the team kind of remained where it has been. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to save Derek Hill for last because he's one of the people that absolutely had a night. Uh, Jonathan Scope, one for five. Again, like his OPS is now down to 756. Has not been great since uh, since signing the extension, oddly enough. Uh, Robbie Grossman, two for four with a ribby, and that ribby was a solo homer. He is now leading the team in home runs with 20. Um, and on top of that is, I think, four steals away from a 2020 season. 20, 20 bombs, 20 stolen bases. So, uh, 
Fun year, man. He, he's having a career year. He's, he's literally got the best offensive numbers he's ever had, like, comfortably. Uh, and pretty much across the board, except for, like, batting average. But if you care about batting average, um, that you and I are going <laughs> to disagree on, on quite a bit. Uh, so, so Grossman really having a, an incredible season and continues to do that. He got some award, like the Heart and Hustle Award, uh, before the game started as well, which is very fitting. That's very much. Also, the other person who kind of deserves that award uh, plays for the A's, Mark Canna, is is very similar play style to Robbie Grossman as well. So uh, inter- I just thought it was funny. And Robbie used to be an, an Oakland A, obviously, as well. So, uh, so yeah, fun, fun to see him get that award, get, get rewarded for, for being a, a, a great guy. Good, good clubhouse presence. Good, good, uh, good, good heart and hustle. So uh, big ups to Grossman, man. Super, super cool just to see him continue to, to put together this very productive season. Miggy goes over two, but has two walks. Uh, the second walk. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, if it was framed even halfway decently by Jan Gomes, who uh, is historically not a very fantastic defensive catcher, like at times, mostly known for being a good uh, good offensive catcher, you know, he, I'm not, there are far worse defensive catchers out there, but um, that was absolutely horribly caught. I mean, the ball was on the black. It should have been a strike, but uh, it was one of the worst received balls I've, I've ever seen by someone not named Kerr Suzuki or Grayson Griner. So we'll take it. Got us, uh, got, got Miggy two walks tonight. We'll always take that. Uh, Miggy's OPS does drop below 700, though. Jamer Candelario, one for four. Nice little rip. Eric Haas, one for four. Again, nice little rip. Uh, his OPS is now down to 787, by the way. So uh, the the OBP is at 291. He's all, it's, it's fallen. It's almost below 290, that on-base percentage. Dude does not draw walks. But the slugging percentage is still at 496. Still almost a 500 slugging percentage. So uh, yin and yang. You, you, <laughs> you give up the, the on-base percentage for, for the slugging percentage with Eric Haas. Willie Castro batted right, which uh, most people believe is his better side. And on top of that, played in left field. Goes one for four with a single. Looks pretty solid in left. Didn't make any egregious mistakes or anything. Not not a bad day at the office for Willie. Didn't strike out. Had some pretty good at-bats. Definitely uh, has had far worse games. Dustin Garneau, one for four with a bomb. One of uh, one of three home runs that was hit tonight. We scored three, and they were all solo shots. So that tells you how many people are getting on base and, and threatening to score there. Um. So yeah, and then was there anyone else? Zach Short, zero for four. Zach Short's offense is is some some foul. It has not been very good um, this season. All right. So that's really it for the offense as a team. Ten hits, two walks. Both walks were Miggy, so not a not a ton of big you know threat on the base paths or anything. But not a not a bad day at the office for sure. It just it like when you have ten hits, but all three runs are solo homers. Like that's weird, you know. Like that's whack. To to just happen to to not have what that's that's nine base runners 
that weren't excluding the solo homers. That's still nine base runners. And they produced zero runs. You had nine base runners, seven hits and two walks that produced zero runs. That's not good. That's a problem. So the 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 solo shots great, you know, home runs the best possible outcome you can have at the plate. So that you know, sure, glad glad that glad that we got our homers we didn't get shut out, but but removing those and having nine base runners and, and producing zero runs is pretty embarrassing to be honest. That's pretty rough. So need to and it's been the theme of the last week or two, the last week and a half plus. Uh just We've talked about it on this show a a plethora of times, just the inability to drive in runs and and really threaten at all. I I mean, again, nine base runners and very seldom this game where you like, oh man, like we're threatening, like like this is going to be a close one. Just very classic, like Tigers threaten but do not score moments throughout this entire game. Just um, not not great. The offense just doesn't look great. And, and hasn't, um, as I've said a million times now the last couple of weeks. So, the, again, going into this offseason, just going to be very important that we clean this offense up, get some consistent bats so that when we do go in these slumps, we at least have like a, a big-name, high-priced somebody that's going to come in and, and not and, and give us some consistency. And Robbie Grossman is by no means a, a big bat, you know, whatever, but – he he's been that for the most part this year just because of how many walks he draws and stuff so and imagine what we can do if we actually spend money and instead of having to rely on like 5 million a year AAV we go out and we get a Correa we get a a, a story seek or whatever whatever shortstop you want unless it's Baez then i disagree with you sure you know what i mean a lot, a lot of possibilities open up next year. And then, you know, the addition of Torque and Green and all that. So offense, while uh, while it, it certainly is, is far better than it was in 2019, and we actually have something to build forwards to as opposed to just like we're sitting in the bottom sucking, uh, still this is just a nice – these last couple of weeks have just been a nice reminder that we still have a, a, a pretty sizable way to go as well. Just because you are a big improvement from an 114 loss team where John Hicks was batting third doesn't mean that you're a stellar offense. It's just that's the depths that we were coming from. So still a long way to go, but also I, I don't want to get it twisted. Big steps in the right direction as well, you know. All right, let's uh, – oh, Derek Hill, man. Got to talk about Derek Hill. Unreal game. Game of his career so far. Best game of his career up to this point. Three for five with a home run and a double. Uh, raised the slugging percentage immensely in one game. Uh, the slash line on the year is now 275, 342, and a 394 slugging. Almost a 400. If Derek Hill can consistently slug 400, he's the center fielder of the, of the future. I don't even care. That That would be... That would be such a, a massive plus if he can have a decent batting average, which I know I don't like batting average, ha, 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 whatever. I, I just I don't expect Derek Hill to ever be the guy that's going to draw a ton of walks, so I'm not going to use on base percentage. But if, if he's a guy that can have a decent batting average and a 400 slugging with his defense in center and his speed on the base paths, 
that's uh, he can he can be the starting center fielder next year and going forward as long as he keeps producing that. And Riley Green can can just play an elite corner outfield. That's that's I mean that's something, man. And and I, do I have faith that that's like guaranteed going to happen? No, but he's doing it right now. And that's that's something. So I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. All right. Let's get into um, the pitching. Tarek Skubal, rough night for Scooby. Uh, so let's get into that and then the bullpen and, and all that jazz. Uh, first, though, got to talk to everybody about Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself in Green Room, just like me in Green Room. Debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts in the MLB, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, and I'll be sure to let everybody know when I get there. So go download the Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter Join the NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know when Lockdown Tigers Room is live. So download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. All right, everybody, we are back here for Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get into this offense. Let's get into this offense. Uh, offense, geez, man, I'm such a wreck. Let's get into this pitching. We already talked about the offense. Dang it. Let's get into this pitching performance. We'll save Scooby for last. Uh, Funkhauser comes in. Not a fantastic outing, but tightroped himself out of danger. The ERA is down to 277 this year. Beautiful. Not going to complain too terribly much. Uh, walks out of relievers pissed me off, so that kind of frustrated me. Yeah, which also people think is funny that I one of my biggest pet peeves is when relievers walk people, and I'm a Gregory Soto fan. But um, so that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But got a strikeout, got out of the inning, no runs given up. I'll I'll take it. Sure. Uh, Michael Fulmer, a perfect inning on 13 pitches, beautiful. And then Derek Holland. Asked to go two innings again, which was just as confusing this time as it was last. Not, I guess not really this time. He comes in in the eighth and gives up two runs. And you're like, all right, well, now it's eight to three instead of six to three. Um, so I think the mindset was just like, let's just let him finish it out and we won't burn through another bullpen arm tonight. And he gave up another run in the ninth. Four hits, three runs, no walks, one strikeout. Derek Holland is Derek Holland. And that's, yeah, not not too much analysis needed on, on Derek Holland. I think everyone's pretty aware of what he is. All right, let's get into Scooby. Uh, five innings, seven hits, six earned runs, three walks, and six strikeouts. After his last start, which I believed I called the most dominant start of his career up to this point, uh, he follows it up with uh, kind of a stinker. Not a great performance by Scooble. Uh, and those seven hits, none of them were cheap. Don't get it twisted. The average exit velo on on uh, on on balls, not even just the hits, 
Just the average exit velo on any ball put into play by Tarek Skubal last night was 97 miles an hour. That is unacceptable. That is not good. And the crazy part is, usually when that kind of stuff happens, you're like, all right, he's not missing too many bats, clearly. But he still had six strikeouts in five innings. Right? So here's here's what I got out of it. The the whiff stuff was still there. The swing and miss stuff was still there, obviously. Um, he was uh, he was able to do the uh, the, the usual when it, when it came to that department, the, the curveball, the command was all over the place with the breaking ball today, but the movement was still good. And the fastball was either swung through or deposited. There was very little in between. Uh, his fastball was, was weird today. It seemed like early in the game, it, but even early, like people were making hard contact. It's that double off the wall was a homer like almost anywhere else. People were crushing flyouts to center field, getting Comerica left and right. I mean, this could have been a lot worse than it even was, to be honest with you. Um, he 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 got rocked. <laughs> and and uh, only six runs? It, it could have been legitimately three more, I can think of off the top of my head. Easily three more. I mean, it was it was far from a from a good performance. Really, really struggled to be honest. And and the command was really the biggest problem. Three walks is uh, is relatively off brand for him. He 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 usually uh, for as many strikeouts as he gets isn't big on uh, doesn't usually walk too many people, especially three and only five innings. Um, slightly off brand. The command was really rough today, and. Nobody was fooled really by the fastball. Like I said earlier in the game, he was getting some swing and misses with it, and uh, the changeup he still was a decent swing and miss pitch as well. But pe- like people were just so not fooled by his fastball from like the third inning on. And I tweeted after the third inning. I think it was the third inning. Uh, I-, I tweeted like Scooble inning. Because he had a shutout for through the first two, then gave up a three spot in the third. And I was like, oh, there's uh, there's the scuba inning, right? It's over. And uh, and then the fourth, he went out and threw a, a, a shutout inning in the fourth. Gave up some more hard contact, but threw a shutout inning. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the fifth came along and he gave up three more. And I was like, okay, well, maybe the, he just didn't have it tonight. And going back, he, he definitely just didn't. It was just not... The best start from Scooby, unfortunately. And that's something that he's going to have to... That's a development stage. You can't... And, and it's been a problem all year. Uh, they, I'm not trying to make it sound like this is like a new thing. Like, oh, he, he, Scooby's been really good, and then tonight he just gave up a ton of hard contact. Go look at the Savant page, dog. I mean, that he's been giving up hard contact all season. Like, really hard contact all season. He... He and it's just it's so weird because he does miss so many bats. It just seems like he either fools you, or or you fool him. That that's where he seems to be in the development stage. It seems to be he's either uh, he's either fooling you and getting a whiff and a swing and a miss, or the opposite is happening and you are all over it and absolutely crushing it. Matt Chapman had 
two balls hit both over 420 feet. Uh, I mean, just as a whole, this, you know, six runs in five innings is never good. So definitely something he's going to have to work on. The, the pitch mix, I didn't have a huge problem with. I mean, clearly it wasn't fooling too many people from the third through the fifth. I, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it, though. It just seemed like whenever he was missing with the fastball, he was missing, like, right down the middle of the plate. Whenever he was missing the glove on, on heat, it just caught way too much. He was not missing outside. But he also was kind of missing outside, too, because he also had three walks in five innings. Really, just as a whole, not not a great outing from Scooble. Maybe this was the Scooble game, and then he can just hop back. And he has We have the Scooble inning. He can just be the he can just be the Scooble game. That I'm fine with that. <laughs> we we can just rock with that. That's what I'm gonna go with. That's what I'm gonna go with. The the Scooble. This is the Scooble game. Trademark. All right, let's get into uh, the last thing we gotta talk about, which is the front office kind of changes that are going on, as well as the um, roster expansion, September call ups. Not really call-ups, but uh, we'll talk about it. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Built Bar. Nine delicious flavors, as you are well aware. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German, chocolate. My favorite flavor, still rocking the cookies and cream, but really warming up to that orange. Every week, I get closer and closer to making that my favorite. Two of each of the nine flavors in a same mixed box as well. I love the mixed box. That's usually what I get, even though my favorite is the Oreo, uh, or Oreo, the cookies and cream and the orange. Um, I, I do get the mixed box because that's just easiest and I get to try all the flavors and such, and they're all good. So there you go. I, I don't dislike any of them. That's why I'm confident and comfortable getting that mixed box. Not only are they the best tasting, but they're healthy too. That's why I love them. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today. So get that German chocolate, that orange, that cookies and cream, that mixed box, whatever you'd like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's crazy cool. Eat what Olympians eat. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your first order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Com. Also got to talk to everybody about our friends over at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, another where you watch sporting highlights on on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. Brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com, that's DirecTV.com. Compatible service required, content varies based on package. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment three at Locked on Tigers. Uh, okay, let's get into this front office thing because it's pretty interesting to me. Um, a lot of turnover happened. And it's pretty interesting that the people that have been under Avila during like the really bad parts 
like directly under him, like all the VPs under Avila during the really bad parts of, of this rebuild and the things that not a lot of people agree with are kind of getting either reassigned to different roles, lesser roles, by the way, or just flat out getting like kicked to the curb. And all of the newer-ish analytical, like the analytics department people and, uh, and, and newer kind of younger scouts are then replacing them. And it's beautiful to see. I know these these aren't household names by any by any stretch, but as as someone who follows this team as as closely as I do, I promise you that that random tweet the Tigers tweeted out yesterday, where they talked about the promotions within the club's operations department, and you read a bunch of names you had never heard of. All fantastic news. Fantastic news. Sam Menzen has is now a VP and assistant general manager. Sam's been a huge part of the front office. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's ran the entire scouting department for the last few years. Awesome news. Analytically driven guy. Love him. Uh, Kenny Graham. Also getting a big step up. Vice president of player development. Getting, which is great. Sure. Uh, It seems like it's going to be an interim thing at the moment. Uh, And they're going to interview and and probably look, I think there was actually a report, I forget what beat writer tweeted it, but I think somebody made it official that they're probably going to look outside to fill that. So that's fine. Uh, And then Jay Sartori is uh, is the big one. Jay's awesome. Jay's awesome. Anybody who's big in the uh, analytical community is a big fan of Jay. He is now also a vice president and assistant general manager. He's been with the team for a minute now, five or six years, uh, and he has—he's basically the person that's been responsible for the complete overhaul of this analytics department. If you talked to or asked someone about the Tigers' analytical department when we were really good, people would have told you we were dinosaurs. We were way behind on the times, significantly behind. During when we were making the playoffs and stuff during the the Leland era. We were way far behind in the analytics game. One of the last uh, dogs to the bull, as far as that goes. We bring in Jay. That's totally changed. Now when you talk to to scouts and and people that work for Baseball America or whatnot, Emily Walden talks about it all the time. Shout out to Emily Walden, man. What a pro. Um, You get the exact opposite answer. And you get that the Tigers are slowly turning into one of the most analytically inclined teams in all of baseball they've completely revamped everything and jay has so much to do with that so that is my bit that's why i saved that one for last that's my my favorite one um and 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 menzin is is fantastic too i'm very okay with that as well the the only other thing that's dave littlefield's still around transitioning transitioning to a rule new role as a uh, special assignment scout, give Dave Littlefield the smallest role that you can give Dave, Little, Dave Littlefield in my books. That's that's about where I'm at with him. I'm I'm pretty over the the Dave Littlefield ex not experiment experience. Uh, pretty pretty over it. So all very cool news, very very awesome, and uh, yeah, very very cool kind of front office player personnel stuff going on. Beautiful, love to see it. 
Okay, only other thing, September call-ups. Uh, I know some people are kind of holding out hope that like fun prospects would come up and whatnot. That's not going to happen. Um, there is a new, no more, no longer are the days of the entire 40-man roster being able to be called up in September. It's not a thing anymore. Uh, if, you, if you weren't aware of that until I just said that, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but that's, uh, that is sadly no longer how September call-ups work. The roster gets expanded from 26 to 28, and that's it. So uh, I think a lot of teams aren't really going to call up prospects anymore. I don't think that's going to be a thing, really. I think they're just going to call up people that actually help put the best product on the field available. And Hinch said pretty much immediately after the game, he said, yeah, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We're bringing back Willie Peralta and Nico Goodrum, both off the I.L., and those are going to be the additional two people. So not a not a super dramatic thing. No no Green or Torque or Kreidler or Dingler or whatever. No, none of these crazy propositions that people have been asking for September call-ups all year. It's not going to happen. Uh, we're, we're just going to get the guys off the IL that are coming off the IL. I think Willie Peralta is literally slated to start tomorrow as you're listening to this today. Uh, so... Yeah, that, that's all they're going to do. And uh, I think I think that's going to be a pattern on all of baseball. I don't really expect September call-ups to be uh, like the big prospect push for rebuilding teams anymore where you get to see, you know, the entire 40-man up. I, I, I don't see that as really what's going to happen anymore. I think it's going to be um, mostly just adding like utility guys and bullpen arms to help teams at the major league level. And that's what the Tigers are going to do. So there you go. Anticlimactic, but news nonetheless. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Before I send you on your way, got to remind you to listen to Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, that'll do it for me. Another day in the books. Uh, happy September, everybody. If you're a student, good luck this semester. You got it. You're going to kill it. And uh, yeah, peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.